the overusage of Baby Groot, I was just not a fan of either. Hate it. I just hate not it. Not a fan of that either. So. TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast, with your host, with your host, Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. What is up, Matthew? Not too much. It is a Friday of the long weekend for us. May two four. May two four. Um, I'm gonna be honest. This is my first summer, I think, of the May two four in the last ten years that I'm not working in Same. a tourist job. Same. I'll be there on my other job, but it's different. It is different because I'm not there until two three in the morning. You don't have to be there. Exactly. Hundred like percent have to be there. There's no getting out of it. Easy peasy. I know. I just straight up am not working. But I wish. It's uh, like last year was my first time not working a Canada day. So it's a weird feeling, eh? And it's great. Christmas this year too. I, I almost had passed. Christmas off. That was. Did I tell you about to the be whole fair, Christmas? Christmas I never, I never hated working. Like I didn't mind it. It was a nice break from the family. <laughs> the Christmas. <laughs> I never minded the Christmas Eve Christmas because yeah. the place we worked at actually. I think they did a really good job of trying to balance people. Exactly. Letting people actually still have a Christmas. And you didn't have to work all of Christmas. Exactly. It was, if if it was, you wanted to, you could. It was what you wanted to work, basically. Exactly. And as long as you were a team player, then... You're fine. It went It went all right. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited about that. Um, otherwise, it's been a good day so far. I'm waiting to hear back from a potential job today, which will be super exciting if I get it. It's like slightly more into my field, so I'm super pumped about that. So we'll find out soon if I got it or not. Um, but yeah, otherwise, just been doing some reading this morning, catching up on the Flash because the series finale comes out this week. I'm both I'm like happy because it's technically really the end of the CW verse. I think like the Superman and Lois show is still going on, but that's like different world and stuff, so it doesn't fully matter anymore. But I'm just I don't know. It's weird. It's That's like fair. the it's like the feeling of like the end of Smallville kind of thing. But the weird thing, speaking of that, I was watching this one video and this guy was talking about how this upcoming so CW released their fall show Lineup, list, right? Yeah. This is the first year since the beginning of no Smallville superhero. that there is not a single superhero show since that's, Smallville, which is crazy. crazy to think about. That is crazy. See, the thing for Smallville, I was never watching it as it was airing. Neither was I. So for you, I think Flash is but, a little bit bigger because you yeah. have, for the most part, been up yeah. to date on it the whole exactly. time. Exactly. I'm like two, three episodes behind, but otherwise, yeah, like it's if Arrow never dropped off hard, I think I still would have been into the CW shows. That's but fair. It definitely uh It dropped off hard, but then it came back. I think that's the did issue. Did you though. finish it, Arrow or it was no? like a season and a half to two seasons of just Yeah, garbage. Very yeah. Meh. Yeah. Did you finish Arrow though or no? No. Oh dang. So I'm gonna be honest, the way they did the final season where it was, I think, ten episodes. My big issue is forty minutes that shows. That's like, fair. Oh, I would rather watch I'd two rather episodes watch of two, anime. Two episodes of anime. That's fair. Or two episodes of a sitcom or something. Else. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't know. The way they did the final season was interesting. Because I did hear that a lot of good things about Arrow after those two bad seasons. Yeah, I think it was what season four and five. No, I think it was season five and six were the um, okay seasons. The Damien no. Dark one was yeah, okay. Nah. Yeah. Which I did watch that one. Okay, I think that was season five. I think yeah. you got to probably I think to the last year with the flashbacks. Yeah, I think because so. then season six had no flashbacks. Yeah, because they were we caught, caught up. up. And then season seven, they did flash forwards. Oh, woo. so you see like what the world's become Future, with some yeah. of the characters and everything. You see like certain kids that are all grown up and stuff. Because oh. at this point, Oliver has a kid and it's like well known and stuff. So you see him in the future and stuff. 
I do then, remember the kid. Yeah, and then season eight, the way they did that was the first seven episodes reflected the first seven seasons. So each episode had a character that was like pivotal in each season. Like Deathstroke came back, Tommy came back, and then I think episode eight was like the crossover episode to connect like the big ending of the multiverse or whatever. And then the next episode was a um a backdoor pilot for a show that did not get greenlit. And then the final episode was like the goodbye episode and like ending the arrow show but i think they did pretty good with it but i'm definitely excited to see how they're going to end the flash show because without spoiling it it looks like they're kind of doing the same thing where they're bringing back everyone and it looks like they're going down the whole thing of like oh the multiverse is crashing again and barry's the only one that can save it that's fair so I'm curious how they're going to do that. But they brought back a character from season one, and they're finally explaining how that character is still around, but not around. Because in season one, before Barry and Iris like fell in love or whatever, there was the Eddie Thon character, right? And basically, at the end of season one, he shoots himself, and then gets the dead body gets sucked into a time portal, or like a whatever portal that Yerbar Thon was trying to use to get back home or whatever the fuck. And then the body has just disappeared, and then we just accept it that Eddie Thon's body is just gone and we just move on. And then randomly he showed up like three episodes ago. Because <laughs> that's the way comics work. No one stays dead. <laughs> but anyways, should we should we get into what we're chatting about on today's episode here? Well, we're going to have a super... Actually, this might be one of the few superhero slash anime... Crossover events. That we've had in a while. Um, so I can't... I was going through TikTok and I came across these couple people that were talking about this idea and I figured, you know what, it'd be a great podcast episode for us. And what it is, is taking basically the archetypes of the original six Avengers for the MCU. So you have Cap, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, and Thor and breaking it down to like an archetype. So it'd be leader, tech, spy, range, brute force, and then magic, magical mage power for Thor basically. And take those principles, and with our anime manga knowledge, we create a team, one per one of those roles, to basically create an anime Avenger team. So. <laughs> yep. So if you, well, let's go over some of the ground rules we set. Yeah. So <clears throat> we said original six of the Avengers. Yep. So for people that, so if you're somehow an anime only and you have no idea who the Avengers are, Captain you, America, Captain America, Iron Man, Iron Man, Black Widow, yep. Hawkeye, Hulk, and, and Thor. Thor. So those are the original six, and they have, we're going by, I guess, archetypes. That's we'll what, see, yeah, that's what we'll I was saying. See, yeah, we'll see the arguments. We do have some maybe on the line, maybe doesn't Gray quite area. fit, but that's a leader, tech slash genius, a spy, a ranged spy slash range, uh, a Berserker character and a mage yep. is kind of what we put as Thor because magical esque, magic character, yeah. I guess. But I should um, just put Thor in it. On top of that, we said can't be from the same anime series. Yep. And we have to have at least one female character minimum, yep. since Black Widow is a female. Exactly. Feel like we should have that representation since she's on that team. Exactly. We need, we need, we need, one. We need someone to crack the team on ours. Exactly. So and this is a lot harder than I thought. Some of them are easy. Other characters. Other categories were not as easy. I also didn't want to just go super normie and just pick. I didn't want to pick the one, the first thing that came to mind. I wanted to give thought. Yeah. Kind of be like, okay, well, maybe this. And the other issue, 
So for me, the hardest thing I found was the Iron Man character. And that's because, and then I mentioned to this to Matt when we were discussing this as a potential topic, but in anime, there's not many, if at all, characters that kind of line up with the way Tony Stark is. Yeah, there's not many. In terms of, one, one of the most intelligent people in your universe. Yep. But also is a tech genius that also fights. Exactly. Because there's lots of intelligent anime characters, maybe a different type of intelligence in terms of maybe they're strategic, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The other issue is some of them are geniuses but don't make tech. Some of them are geniuses that make tech but cannot fight worth a damn. So if you're in the Avengers, we're assuming they're on the front line. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the way I took it. So for me, I I know um, from the TikTok you sent me, one of the ones they pick is the uh, the um, support person from My Hero Academia yeah. who makes crazy tech. But would you ever She's have that person a, no. on the front line? No. Gosh, no. Goodness, so, no. It's kind of tough, but we'll see what we ended up picking. Exactly. So do we want to start with leader? Yeah. Uh, if you want to start with your leader and then give your reasoning and then give your honorable mentions if you have some. Sure. Um, so the leader, this one is the easiest for me because I was like, okay, I need someone that's going to be able to lead the team strategically. He's going to be a good I person. I think your person is going to be my honorable mention. That's what yeah, I'm thinking. I'm curious. Okay, so, so my leader was Shikamaru. Shikamaru. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I had it Shikamaru as an honorable mention. Well. Uh, my honorable mention is Kakashi. Kakashi. Yeah, I, which I did is have, another solid honestly, answer. I think both my honorable mentions are Shikamaru and Kakashi. You can't go wrong with them. Kakashi and Shikamaru were my first thought, which is why I was like, okay. Let's think it over, see what else. I'm very curious on who your leader is then. But, yeah, Shikamaru, I feel like it's an easy answer. I mean, he was basically... You're, you're looking at his intelligence. You're looking at... His one, strategic planning. His strategic he's planning. He's good in a team, which we've seen, but he's yep. also good on his own if need be. And he and doesn't have to be on the front line. He can control from an outside exactly. if he needs to. He has a good Kakashi's range lots of, of experience. Kakashi. I mean, both of them were basically set up to be Hokage. Kakashi yep. was a Hokage. Shikamaru literally was like, no. I don't, yeah, you didn't <laughs> want to do that too much work. Exactly. I'll be the helper to the Hokage. Exactly. Uh, my leader, so those are my honorable mentions, okay. but my leader is Lelouch. Mm. Same same basic yeah. thought process, though. That's a solid answer. Like, I just, in my opinion, probably picked a higher IQ than, than uh, Shikamaru and Kakashi. But I will say, on the front lines, you're probably going to get a lot more out of Shikamaru or Kakashi in terms exactly. of Exactly. I would uh, agree fighting. with that for sure. But Lelouch does have the Gios still. Can't go wrong with that. Then. But yeah, over in terms of same same basic principle, just a strategy genius. Exactly. And I feel like that's what you need. No offense to Captain America, yeah. but a good leader yeah. would be a good strategy. And player. Lelouch is, yeah, he'll look at everything that he has, what their abilities, what they can do, what they can provide. Look at what he did with the Rebels. Exactly. Like, Unstoppable. So that's that's my pick. Okay. Okay. All right, um, now on to the tech. The toughy one. This one I feel like I have arguably the best answer, but I'm gonna start with my uh Your honorable mention. My honorable mention, which was Winry from Full of Men Alchemist Brotherhood. Nice. Okay. So she, she's techie smart, genius. Can make stuff. Exactly. She helped out if she a little bit. Yep. Um so she was like, you know, honorable mention, but the the tech answer, in my opinion, is the best answer. I don't know. I'm curious what you put, but Frankie from One Piece. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. It's just, he's probably, got the tech. Probably he's the smart. closest to Iron Man. Exactly. Can make stuff and cool stuff. Can he's fight. on the battle. And is made out of basically some <laughs> form of metal. Exactly. And I feel like 
because the way I was making my team is I also wanted to see how they would work together. So I just think Frankie working with Shikamaru, it'd be like just super amusing because Frankie would be trying to make jokes. And I just see Shikamaru being like such a drag, but like still like working together kind of thing. Yeah. Um, um, I picked Ed from uh, Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Which she's a young teenage girl. I think she's like 13 or 14 mm-hmm. in the series, but she's just like a techie whiz hacker, smart, super smart for the age. Mm-hmm. So that's who I picked just because, and then my honorable mentions Bulma from Dragon Ball, which. Okay. So that also covers my female character, <laughs> but um, not necessarily going to be the best on the front lines, but can cause chaos on the front lines if you've ever seen Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. So that's at least something. Yeah, it's Distraction. True. I like it. Uh, moving on to Spy. This one, in my opinion, harder, is the hardest to answer. Harder than thought. I think both of us decided we weren't just going to go with like Spy Stand- family characters. So yeah. I didn't have your, which would have been my original choice, I think, right off the top. Yeah. And it's so fitting. Black Widow, your. Exactly. Like, it worked. But um, I don't have an honorable mention for this one. But this one, maybe it's recently biased because it's what I'm reading right now. But I have uh, Karma from Assassination Classroom. Oh, the redhead character. Yep. So he just because when he first gets introduced, like he just shows up and he just starts doing anything he can, like tactic wise to try and take down the teacher. Yep. Um, He's also smart. He's also smart. And I feel like he definitely has like he's specialized in weapons. Obviously, they're training to be assassins. So it kind of falls in that category of a black widow being in the red room and assassin beforehand and then becoming more of a spy. Fair. So I've yet to finish Assassination Classroom, so maybe this isn't a good answer. But right. I'm torn between between my answer. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna say the reasoning for both, and if you accept the one, then maybe I'll pick him over the other. Okay. But the one I ended up going with is Atachi, because he literally is a mole in the Akatsuki. Yep. So undercover spy, broken okay. character, super powerful. Obviously, he's sick and dying, so maybe that's. Not a plus for him. Yeah. He has anime cancer. Um, Rest. <laughs> but my other option was Killua Zoldek from Hunter Hunter. And the reason being is he's an assassin. But the thing, my argument for Spy is that if needed for a job, he would go undercover and do it. That is true. And we don't know in completely his backstory. I'm sure he probably already has disguised himself and been part of something to kill someone for a job. Would not surprise me, based on his family. I'm gonna go with Itachi. I think you just don't want it because Killua is a better answer. No, I'm not. Saying, no, <laughs> no, I'm saying Itachi thing is they're both solid answers. The way I'm looking at the Killua thing is the fact that like it's also like a, a hired merchant kind of thing. Like, yeah, like so, it I mean, is an still, assassin. But yeah, that's the thing. Where's the line for spy and assassin? Exactly, because my answer is not too much better. I mean, well, yours isn't even full and assassin. Yours isn't even a spy. Realistically, I know he's just he's just in the class. The reason he wasn't there originally is because he was suspended. Yeah, for beating someone up. Um, you're right. You're right. The better one for spy family would have been the uh, the one kid. I'm not gonna say who that actually is a spy. Yeah. True. True. Yeah, that would have been a spy. (laughs) Uh, but those are yeah, those are my picks. Yours an honorable mention because she does on on it in all honesty fits the role perfectly. Yeah. But okay, we'll go with Lelouch and Itachi so far for me. Okay, okay, and then I got Shikamaru, Frankie, and Karma, which leads us to Hawkeye that we put down as a range. Character. I feel like this is just I don't know. 
I don't know if you'll be okay with this answer. No honorable mention for this one, but I just did Archer. I have Archer. Ah, nice. <laughs> from Fate. Yeah, exactly. I put, as my honorable mention, I put Gilgamesh. Also, also from Fate. Yeah. That was the thing. I was like, I was looking at this. I was like, he's going to fuck. He's, and he's he, a great character. Honestly, he one. also fits Hawkeye in a way of, Hawkeye isn't just range. It's not like someone comes up to him and he can't fight. Exactly. Which Archer, same thing. Will be able to fight if someone isn't. 100%. So. No arguments here. Yeah, so we both have the same answer for this one because it's a great character. And like you said, yeah, he's able to do range, but then he's also able to do small combat if need be. And he's Moving broken. Moving on to the Hulk. Now, this do you have an honorable mention, sorry? For Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh, right. Okay. What was yours? I didn't have one. Oh, okay. Didn't even think of one. Nah, could, damn. Could, you just uh, knew. I just, just Archer, knew. like, pff, easy. Uh, uh, so for Hulk, force. originally, yeah. we were like, uh, you told me what you thought because I was thinking of some rules for the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And I thought... So this one's going to take some arguing from my end. But we decided to be more Berserker instead of just... Yeah, a, more uncontrollable as yeah. character. Instead of just a beef stick. Yep. Because, let's face it, the Hulk, at the end of the day, isn't exactly controllable. No, he, not until later if on. If he's popping off, he's, he's popping, popping off. off. So we kind of wanted to pick someone that maybe... We'll see the arguments we make for our characters. Yeah. But perhaps they have a moment of uncontrollable esqueness to them. That's fair. Because if you're just going super strong, like you Matt said originally when we are discussing this and you wanted to just pop his answer to see yeah. it was All Might. Which totally thinking all on his own, super powerful. I get it. Yeah. So that's why we kind of nerfed it a bit. Now, what did you pick? So my actual answer was Aaron from Attack on Titan. Okay. So again Brute force. So did you think early on when he doesn't yeah. have complete control of the yeah. Titan? Yeah, later on, I mean, he still has those pop-off moments. But Where you he's, can he's see... blinded with the rage. Exactly. Yeah. So I think he's a good representation of that Hulk-esque character where he has control sometimes, but not all the time. He also but turns into something else. He also literally turns into a big, muscular man. <laughs> yep. And loses his clothes. So I have... doesn't. I do have a, a Titan... I didn't say as specific, but I had okay. Titan Shifter as a potential honorable mention for me. Yeah. I have so this one I'm gonna make an argument for. If it doesn't slide, then we'll then I'll switch to the okay. other one. But I have Goku, and although Goku is using his brain as intelligent as Goku is, mm-hmm. um, the reason being I put him as a berserker is once Goku's fighting, it's not so much a rage fighting, but he is a crack addict for fighting. Okay, so. If Goku's having fun and he's fighting, he's not stopping. You're not going to stop Goku from fighting. Yeah, that exactly. Is, dude loves fighting more than his family. True. Like, that is what Goku does. He fights. Yeah. So if he's fighting, you're not stopping him. That's kind of my reasoning. Mm-hmm. He's. It's not so much rage. It's more so he's just going to be fighting and you're not going to be like, oh, hold, stop. Keep exactly. Fighting. He'll be like, why? And then keep going. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll support it. All right. And then... If you didn't support it, I had Broly, which is basically just Goku, but actually Hulk in yeah. terms of just blinding rage and popping exactly. off. And then you had honorable mention was that any Titan any as Titan character. Shifter, yeah. So my honorable mentions were All Might, because again, yeah. big bulky. And then my other one, which is slightly more of a stretch, was uh, Zeus from Wreck-It or Ragnarok. Oh, interesting. Because he is like, he's super scrawny, and then he goes to like super buff. Super and he basically buff, but becomes... he, and he's a little bit unpredictable exactly so it's like a different type of uncontrollableness yeah. he's unpredictable yeah. and he's the god of god so it's not like anyone's gonna tell zeus what to do exactly yeah that's fair leading us to our last character our thor 
our mage character. Yeah. This one was harder than you would think, I guess. But I ended up, I think, having the best answer. Which is? I went with Satoru Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. Yeah. Can't argue with that. He's literally a Jujutsu sorcerer. (laughs) (laughs) I think that fits the mage pretty well. A little bit, a little bit. He's also just broken beyond limits. Yeah. he, he is the most broken character in that series. So, honorable mention goes out to the uh, Al- Alchemy Boys. I have Edward Elric or Roy Mustang. Reason yep. being is I like Roy Mustang a lot as Such a character. Such a good character. But I was like, do I want a useless character in the rain? If you've seen or read the series, you know that that's a, that's a joke towards his flint gloves. Um, and Edward Elric, because in terms Elric. of balanced alchemist user, it's probably yeah. the, the better of those two. See, mine is uh, Merlin from Seven Deadly Sins. All right, because you need to hit your female character. Got to get the too. female character. She broken as heck yeah, she's, on the magical she's aspect of it. pretty strong. Um, so ain't nothing wrong with that. And then my honorable mention was Roy Mustang as well. He was my original answer, but then I was like, yeah, we need a female in here. So, All right, right. so my team ends up being Lelouch, Ed, Atachi, Archer, Goku, and Gojo. Gojo, sorry. And solid team. A pretty broken team. It is. Then mine is Shikamaru, Frankie, Karma, Archer, Aaron, and then Merlin. Should have replaced Archer with like Ichigo. <laughs> then you could have had the big three all represented. It's true. I guess I do. I end up. How many do I have from the big three? None. One. Right. Atachi. For the main. Oh yeah, for the main. Yeah. Yeah. No One Piece characters and no no Bleach characters. Could have had um, Kempachi for the Berserker, potentially. And here That's I was thinking you were going to put Usopp as your range. I thought about it. Definitely, <laughs> did you, did you, though? Did you? Mind. Brave Warrior of the Sea, and I can't put him down. Oh, yeah. The Sniper King. The Sniper King. Well, what do you mean? Those are two separate characters. Oh, yes. Sorry. Two completely different characters. The heck? Sniper See, King and Usopp are separate people. I know. I'm sorry. Sniper King comes from Sniper Island. Usopp's from Sir Village. Uh, yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> Two different places. <laughs> I think, honestly, I think we got some pretty solid teams, though. Yeah, I think if fair. you wanted to make it harder, it would be fun to be like, you have to pick people from the big three and then just to make it even harder. But let us know what you guys would do. That, I think that that's a little fun exercise if you're into both the Marvel Universe but exactly. also enjoy anime. And let us know if you guys want us to do something similar to this. We could do like make a D&D team. Yeah, if with you, archetypes, if you, or and if you guys have question like questions related that you want us to just you know talk about for twenty minutes on the podcast, exactly. Or if there's ones that you guys think are better options for leader, tech, spy range. What's a good spy person outside of spy family? Tech person too. Tech person too. Um, tech yeah. person that's not just a hacker. Yeah, pretty much. Because those are pretty common in the anime, yeah, is seems, like the hackers, but not hacker. too many. Or intelligence based frontline. on, um, like I've seen. I thought of you think when you think of intelligence anime, you think of people like Lelouch, Light, yeah. L. Would you have Light and L though as your Tony Stark? No, no. So it's just not. It doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't fit that tech bill. That, and it, yeah, it doesn't. That intelligence is there, but not to the same extent yeah not to the same extent and not in the right categories exactly like you said if we were to break it down where it would just be tech and didn't have to be frontline then that's a different yeah or just just had to be smart exactly like uh i think that 
the TikTok you sent had uh, Senku from um, Dr. Stone is one of them. I think so, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, intelligent. But at the end of the day, the one thing he lacks is he's doing stuff with, not that he couldn't do it with New Age stuff, but he mm-hmm. it's it's hard to grasp what exactly he's capable of because you only get the flashbacks to when what he was doing when he was a kid when the Earth was normal. Yeah, and then exactly. He's doing everything with pre like mm-hmm. Stone Age stuff. That's true. I've been also thinking about if we were to do this again, just part- like literally just get like a wheel and just or like a D twenty of a list of different animes and just being like, okay, we have to pick six characters from that particular anime. Oh, I see. We could do something in a similar line. Maybe we do a Justice League. Yeah. And we do like a. We'd have to break it down. Because in a way, the Justice League is similar. How would you break down? But I wouldn't say Superman's the leader. Mm. Batman's the leader. But Batman's also your techie genius. Yeah. You would have to put Superman as a leader by default, I think. But then, like. But but you can put him as your, uh, like, bruiser, like your big, strong guy. mm, That is true. Because there's no real berserker. So then who would. Okay, so then. Would Batman be the leader of the tech? Exactly. Maybe you have to find both. They have to fit both categories. Not necessarily leader and tech, but well, maybe uh, wait, leader so and let's, intelligence. Let's break this down here. So we got Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Flash, Green Lantern. I guess what? what, what this, <laughs> is, this is the question. <laughs> Where this are we is, going? Are we throwing Martian Manhunter in there? Or is Martian are we, Manhunter are we doing the, the, the core five or are we throwing a sixth one in there? Well, what, what story are we going based off of? Are we going by origin? Do we need to have Cyborg? Oh no! Oh my God, Aquaman. DC. That's number six. DC, why you do this to us? Let's do with the core six, which would be Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, and Aquaman. Okay. Okay, so let's break this down here then. So then, so are we going with Batman being the leader or the tech? I'm going with leader personally. Okay. So leader, which then leaves Superman to be the brute. Mm-hmm. Green okay. Lantern seems like a mage. Would be the mage. I don't know. Flash uh, almost seems like the tech. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess I was gonna say generic fighter, but I guess that also works for Wonder Woman. The speed, speed Force IQ esque person is the way I was looking at Flash. Let's do tech for Flash, and then we also don't have to have the same six classes. No, that's but what like, it, of course. What would Wonder Woman be? Just a paladin. Paladin, yeah, that's not bad. We're going based off Dungeons and Dragons here all of a sudden. And then Aquaman. Fighter. Just a generic fighter. Is he ranged? I mean, he can throw stuff. Throw his trident. <laughs> can he use water gun? I don't know. He's not a Pokemon. <laughs> Isn't he, though? <laughs> he uses telepathic abilities to communicate to animals. That seems pretty Pokemon-esque to uh, me. You're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> You heard it here, folks. All Aquaman right, is Pokemon. a Pokemon. <laughs> so leader would like him more. Paladin, Rue, <laughs> Green Lantern would be the mage. Yeah, there's no getting around that one. He's definitely a mage. Could also, kind of be a ranged character though, too. A ranged mage, which doesn't have to be close. Most mage. mages, yeah. That's the thing. How many end up changing? I probably keep Lelouch for Batman. That's why we'd have to do the die. I think. Yeah, just to write the die or a wheel where we can be like, oh, it has list to be of from twenty this different series. animes. Yeah. That would be fun, though. I'd, I don't know if we'd be able to do 20, because that's a lot. of. No, we can... Do, like, 12. Yeah. D12 would be fine. We'll see. We'll put it on the list. We'll put it on the list of potential future episodes. 
But anyways, we're just chatting away. Um, but yeah, let us know what you guys would put on your team if you're a big anime fan or not so big anime fan for the few animes that you've watched. Yeah, what, what is your, what's your team? What's your team end up being? That will end this segment of the podcast. <laughs> Moving on. So we did ask a question at the end of our last podcast. Yes, and that question was, what is some of your least favorite MCU films? And Connor, what do you, do you want to refresh on everyone? What, what was your uh, your answers or some of your answers and why? Um, you want me to go? Or you? Oh, okay. Oh, we're answering it first? Not yeah, we'll answer okay. it first. Yeah, and then we'll talk about the mentions of the All peeps. All right, so some of my least favorite MCU. So there's a couple that are there for different reasons. Same. I have Iron Man 3. Probably just pacings off. Honestly, just the movie as a whole is a little off in general. And then they had to retcon stuff to make it line up with the canon of the universe. That seems like a, a pretty big boo-boo, which do, in, all, in all honesty doesn't happen, I think, at all otherwise. I Not think too it, often, It no. might be one of the few movies that actually they did have to be like, nope, this... This is changed. This is different. Yeah. This doesn't actually fit into. Other than switching actors, that's basically the, yeah. the only time. So that kind of has to. You have to take points away for that. Yep. Um, I have think of Thor two. Yep. But now you think of uh, Thor four. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, hmm, Thor four is pretty bad. Um, Thor four is bad because of all the same jokes kind of were yeah. used in Thor three, and yep. it was just. We, we already notes. saw it. And yeah, it just, exactly. The thing that brings Thor 4 up for me is the God Butcher was unreal. Christian Bale. Killed it. Freaking amazing. Like, if they didn't have such a good villain, I think that movie could easily be in the Well, bar. that's the thing. is That's why Thor 4 and Maya is, too, are, is better than Thor 2 is because the Dark Elf, Malekith. Cool. Other than having an Infinity Stone in the movie, it's just... The movie's irrelevant, basically, yeah, just, on the grand wow. scheme. Um, and then uh, e- e- Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I know a lot of people like it, and I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I think this you is, have the same reasoning as This I is where I'm coming this. from with this one. See, Iron Man 3 is just not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the action's cool, and maybe, you know, the end scene with all the, the suits is cool. The end scene is great. Don't get me That's wrong. That's cool. Uh, the stuff going on with Pepper. Um, mm-hmm. eh. Um, but... Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is the opposite. Pretty decent movie if you just took it by itself. Yeah. But in terms... We're at we're at this point in the MCU when the movie released. We are building towards Thanos. We are on the peak. Yeah, we're like getting right, to the, Thanos. right there. And just irrelevant. Just a film about daddy issues just tossed right in the middle of the hype. It just felt worse than a filler episode of anime. Yeah. A filler <laughs> movie. Yeah. Two hours that I'm never getting back. So, although... And I... The overusage of Baby Groot, I was just not a fan of either. Hate it. I just hate not it. Not a fan of that either. So that kind of brings it down. Is it realistically a bottom three movie in the MCU? No, but if I'm taking different parts of what makes yeah. a movie not great in the MCU, this one is pretty bad for irrelevance towards the end story. Because even Thor, like we said, Thor two bad, but has the Infinity Stone. Yeah, Thor four. Has um Christian Bale. It, well, and it covers the guard, like what's going on with Thor and the Guardians, how they yeah. kind of broke off. And we see Jane Foster come back. We see Mighty so Thor on the big screen. There's stuff going on. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy two, Thor two, Iron Man, Iron Man three. three, probably, probably down there. That's fair. I um, and that's off the top of my head. That's not going super in depth, looking into every reason I could. Those are just off the top of my head. Those ones. Those are just my answers in general. <laughs> I uh, like Iron Man three. In theory, the story's good because it's just Tony dealing with PTSD. We don't see the Iron Man suit too much. I get it, right? It's whatever. Yeah, there's but moments of it that are deep and solid. moments that are good. Yeah. It just... It just doesn't hit, in my opinion, especially that early on in the MCU. To be fair, Iron Man 2's not that great either. <sighs> see, but then that's the thing. is like with Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3, they're both okay movies. They both got some great scenes. Iron Man 3's got the one where all the suits show up at the end. Iron Man 2's got the briefcase got scene. Got the briefcase. I love the briefcase. And it's a great freaking scene. Well done. Um, but like Whiplash, meh kind of character. Same with uh, Hammer. Okay character. Iron Man 3, the Mandarin, and then the extremists. And it's just, there was too much, but not enough. Mm, yeah, fair. Like, it was like they set up things, and then the extremists never came back. The Mandarin didn't get mentioned until about eight years later in a Shang-Chi movie to be like, oh, by the way, <laughs> this is the real Mandarin. This is the real one. But to Actually be fair, broken. there is a sh- one shot called All Hail the King, which gives you more insight in towards the Mandarin stuff. But, but in terms of MCU, should you have to be reading a one shot? No, you shouldn't have to be watching a short film. Yeah, like there shouldn't be. That's what I mean by they retcon yeah. some of the canon. No, I agree. You shouldn't have to be like, oh, yeah, watch this. Yeah, watch this to understand. I'll give you end credit scene because it's still... And credit scene, you know, it kind of fits. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, boy. Same. Don't like it. I just don't like it. Um, Fair enough. It's like uh, um, one of our answers. We have Thor 2. Reason? It's bad. Is that that you for Guardians? (laughs) Yeah, like, but I'll give you a reason for it. The fact, like, you come off the hype of Guardians 1, which I remember enjoying. Literally Space Avengers, whatever. Great movie, right? And then C-tier, D-tier team. And then, boom, just got super popular. Fit right into the feel of the MCU. And then you get to Guardians 2. And we were expect. I remember when we were excited for Guardians 2, we were like, at the time in comics, you had uh, Venom. Oh, that Agent was Venom so, Yeah. Part of Guardians. So yeah. I remember we were talking, are they going to bring... I was so Because remember we had Spider-Man, all the stuff going on with Spider-Man. Yep. Like, Does that mean Venom can join the exactly. Guardians? To give you context for that, in the comics, Agent Venom... Um, at the time was Flash Thompson, who's the old bully for Spider-Man. He got the Flash, or he got the Venom symbiote, and he was able to control it basically. So he joined the Guardians team, and during this time, they end up going to the symbiote planet, which is the first time in comic book history. If you we don't know this, Matt this planet loves the Green Lanterns and loves, also the, loves symbiotes. the symbiotes. So I was so pumped and I was so ready for this because. The symbiote took control of the ship and was literally jumping from one member to another to another on the the team. And then we see the symbiote planet, get a bunch of history of the symbiote. So I was pumped hoping that. So maybe that just built up the hype for me to want to like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and then just didn't. And then similar to you, it's just there was too much baby Groot. There were some good moments in it, but it just felt like they were just trying to sell merchandise for baby Groot at a time. And like it was cute the first three minutes they're fighting that giant monster and then it just the baby Groot stuff just kept coming and coming, and then it was just kind of like meh. And then the thing is that you take it, you watch Guardians two. The only thing you got to pay attention to is the post credit scenes and the fact that Mantis is there. And then you just accept it, and move on. Don't gotta watch Guardians of the Galaxy two. And then yeah, same Thor two. Um, the importance of it is the Infinity Stone. That's why it's a little bit up 
higher than Guardians 2, in my opinion, but still just a meh movie. The stylistic choice was weird to me. It was just too dark, I think, for a Thor movie going off of the first one. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but Malekith, the Dark Elf, the design looked interesting, but it was just the the character kind of fell flat for me, in my opinion. Um, but that's basically it for the three worst ones. Each of them have redeeming qualities, don't get me wrong, except for Thor 2. I really don't remember Thor 2, I'll be honest. It's on this list because I think it's also least memorable. In the grand scheme of the MCU, I can remember bits and pieces of either the post credit scenes or some of the movie, but Thor 2 is just a blur to me other than a car floating in an abandoned area, I think. And I think Loki dies in this movie. I can't remember. Other than the fact that someone loses a hand or an arm. Because, fun fact, in Phase 2 of the MCU, that's after, obviously, Disney bought that, and Disney bought Star Wars. So, in all of Phase 2, a character loses a hand or an arm every, every film. <laughs> and as an Easter egg to Disney buying Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah, so during Phase 2, there's a character in each movie that loses a limb. I didn't know that. It's such a random thing, and I don't know if they did it on purpose. There was just coincidence. Well, you just but, said it has to be. Because that was also when Bucky gets introduced and he's, his whole arm's gone. <laughs> to give reference. Um, but anyways, so let's read some of the answers we got here in the Discord so far. Um, we got one that says, like you said, it just says Thor 2. It's bad. Yeah. Which I mean... Fair enough. He ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. The um, Incredible Hulk, lol, the CGI has got awful. Now, The Incredible Hulk is not great. I can definitely attest to that, but let's think about how old the Incredible Hulk. Two thousand eight. It's pretty old, but then you have Iron Man, which two different studios as well. But Iron Man looked unreal. Agreed for the CG. So, mm-hmm. if we're taking into account time, because you can't just say, "Oh yeah, well it's an older movie," yeah. but then you look at Iron Man, you're just like, "Well, it's the difference well, what here. changed budget probably." Because um, it was Columbia versus I don't know who did the Iron Man movie before it was MC before it was Disney, but overall, I can see the the CG not being as good. But like, I'll be honest, I like the movie. I like Incredible Hulk. I think Abomination for like the timing of two thousand eight CGI is not the best, but it's still a sick fight. Yeah, that's fair. A good story, um, a weird Stan Lee cameo because it's just him drinking the soda. Um, Edward Norton didn't do terrible. Um, I kind of wish we saw the movie with Mark Ruffalo instead, just because we see Mark Ruffalo moving forward. Yeah, that's um, fair. And Incredible Hulk still has probably one of my favorite post credit scenes of all time for the MCU, which is just General Ross sitting in the bar. Tony Stark walks in. He goes, oh, you have a problem. Oh, you should listen. We should talk kind of thing. And then I'm making a thing. And they're like, boom. And that was obviously after we saw like Nick Fury show up at the end of the first Iron Man. Um but yeah, I don't know. Incredible Hulk, I, I think maybe n- like almost nostalgic for me. It being near the beginning of the MCU, maybe that's why it's just kind of, I enjoy it a bit. That's fair. But other answers we have. I got a second Thor 2, but for the sake of conversation, I wasn't a big fan of Eternals. That's fair. But have you seen Eternals or no? No. I can't remember. Okay. So you're a couple, that's like one of the few Marvel movies you haven't seen, eh? Second Thor 2, but for the sake of conversation, I was a big fan of Eternals. Yeah, I, I just felt like there was so much they could have done with it, but it ended up feeling generic. Yeah. I know I, you haven't I seen it. I can't remember so. who directed that film either. 
But I feel Not like sure. that's where you want a James Gunn, someone who's a little bit more. Maybe? Let me see who uh, directed it. There's a name in my head, but I don't think it's the right one, so I'm not going to say it. How many directors do you think can pull off the success Guardians had? That, yeah. I, I see think what you, you kind of needed that for Eternals, I think. Slightly, I'm not familiar with this director. This seems to be one of her first like big films. Okay. Um, I understand why people didn't like the movie. It just feels shoehorned in where they're like, oh, by the way, there's this giant team that's been on Earth the entire time, but they told that they weren't allowed to interject with anything. And then... I also think it not getting the big release it was originally supposed to be getting. I think it. that definitely affected it, for sure. I think it would have done a lot better. Because remember how much it, it kept getting pushed back and pushed yeah. back, and then it dropped off. Exactly. So... And it just felt... I think it definitely flopped based on that. It's, it falls into the category as Black Widow. Not a bad movie... But just kind of got pushed to the side. Unfair. Yeah. It Which happened. is unfortunate. Um, this is the hot take. Oh, boy. Here we go. The most recent movie, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I found the pacing to be off. The big bad seemed so badass and tough. But I found that he was defeated way too fast. And I was left wanting more. Now, we're not going to spoil too much of the movie here. Because we, you can last listen to episode, it last episode. Which we covered. I, exactly. I can't remember what the name of the episode was. I believe it was Space Avengers. Space Avengers something. Space Avengers Assemble, probably. Yeah, something like that. Um, so, I will say, in terms of the ending, I think all the characters went to the right spot. Like, well, I shouldn't say specifically the right spot. But I liked how they all kind of got their own little ending. You kind of know where everyone's going. Yep. I liked that. Uh, as for the villain being defeated t- too fast, I will say villain was OP, definitely OP. Uh, based on the OP-ness, I would say you would expect it to be a lot harder to beat. But I think that comes with being full of yourself and thinking you're the most powerful person ever in God. That just goes to your head and then you just... Hyper-focused. You, when you come fight- get beat by things you didn't... Exactly. You overthought. And I would say... Having the way he got beaten kind of foreshadowed or hinted at at the beginning. Yeah, the nice plan payoff the, of the film. At the beginning of the movie was nice. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I looking back and like re like analyzing it more and more than just 20 minutes after we've seen the movie, um, there was a lot of plant payoff, which I think worked well. I but do I'd understand still, the pacing. I don't know if it's yeah. necessarily the pacing that was off or more so you just kind of get juggled. I think... It felt like we were getting juggled, but there was also a lot of subplots going on at once as well, which yeah. kind of like can throw some people off the groove of the story and the flow of it. So yeah, there was a, and a lot of jumping from places you've never heard of. Ever. Exactly. Oh, we're in here now. We're going here now. Yeah. Oh, this thing is happening now. Oh, yeah. I know we didn't really cover this, but this is where everything is. And you're like, yeah. what? By the way, hey, hey, this has been going on the entire time, too. And you're like, oh, cool, 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 cool. You yeah. just accept it. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, and flashbacks. Always yep. flashbacks. Even though the flashback was about a specific character over and over again, flashbacks can disrupt that flow. When they're used flow. a lot, they can disrupt the flow. Yeah, for sure. I think I'd, of <laughs> I think of Naruto a lot when they like just the most significant moment. All of a sudden, we're a back flashback. flashback, and you're like, "Oh, okay, we're, we're I'm taken out of that now." <laughs> we sorry to bother you, but we disrupt your usual broadcasting for this important message from the past. Exactly, and you're like, "Oh, cool. Yeah, definitely, I can understand." But bottom three, I think, is a bit harsh. Yeah, I think definitely bottom three, a little harsh. Um, 
but I can understand, yeah, the defeated the villain was defeated too fast. Left wanting more. For me, it left me wanting more in the sense of the future of where everyone's path is going. Yes, I agree with that. A little bit more um okay, this is I'm gonna say this. This is not really a spoiler, but spoilery. The end credit one of the end credit scenes yeah. is just basically saying Star Lord's coming back. Yeah. It would have been nice to be like with who, with how, with like but why? Who? Like yeah, yeah exactly. stuff like that. I would have liked more concrete this person. Yeah, this exactly. Because even looking at we, like as the audience, if you don't look at contracts or anything, we have literally no idea exactly. who's going to be back other yeah. than Chris Pratt because it's, they tell us. Yeah, exactly. I think it's hard too because you look at like Ant Man and you're like, Okay, we defeated the big baddie. Nothing's going on now. Cool. Moving on. Guardians of Galaxy Three. We defeat the bad baddie. We're all moving on. Okay, cool. I think it's because we're but so the accustomed Ant-Man, the to the Ant Man ending in terms of the credit scene is what makes it epic, right? Yeah. Because to an extent. We're kind of learning we learn that the big bad isn't just the Ant Man big bad. Exactly. It is the big bad of the big bads the of Avengers big universes bad. and stuff. So um so I can understand that. But I think it's, I think we're so accustomed to like wanting the post credit scene to mean something more as the viewer because of everything that we've got. Well, you also sit in there for like what ten minutes. Yeah, you're like, and ah. sometimes they're just like the Spider-Man post credit scene. Someone eat cereal. Yeah, and you're like, okay, cool, 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 cool. I think I saw Chris Pratt post something on Twitter. I don't know how recent was of him literally eating cereal, and I think it was a. A joke to a that. A joke to it. Yeah, but that's fair. Yeah, sometimes they don't... Sometimes... Feels like Marvel's it, memeing us feels, sometimes. Sometimes it feels better to just look up what the end credit scenes are and leave the movie early. It's true. It's true. Speaking of credit scenes, and I didn't see this, I got a notification because I have IGN YouTube notifications on. Oh, I got okay. one today, and it was just like, explaining the Fast X mid-credit scene. And I was like, nope. Mm-mm. The, the Fast and the Furious movies don't need post-credit scenes or mid-credit scenes. We, yeah, they do when the movie's going to be broken up into three parts. Ugh, no. One last ride. Again. For the seventh time. Doing a lot of last rides. The only thing I have seen for that Fast movie is the fact that Paul Walker's daughter has a cameo. Which is nice. And I was like, oh, that's cute. But yeah, those are uh, some of the answers we got from you guys. Uh, I would say DC, but we can't put the whole listing in there. <laughs> This isn't big enough. We can't put the whole uh, DC Extended Universe library at the bottom. Because then they're all the best at the same time. Exactly. Let's um, let's keep this Marvel train going. So I'll ask you guys another question. For uh, We'll talk about it on next week's episode. Um, but what are some of your favorite Marvel movies that aren't in the MCU? Favorite Marvel movies that aren't in the MCU? Yeah. Excluding the MCU, what are some of your guys' favorite Marvel movies? That could be... The Fantastic Four movies, for whatever reason, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, any of the X-Men movies, the Blade trilogy. Fair enough. Want to say that's about it? We'll keep we'll keep it to live action. Yeah, but, maybe, uh, maybe surprise us with something too that we didn't exactly. Think of, but put your yeah your favorite. Actually, yeah, put your just your favorite. Just favorite. Oof. The top one. That's a hard, hard. I well, mean, it's I hard like, because when you think of Spider the the Spider-Man trilogy, yeah. I feel like Spider-Man two is there. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna get a lot of Spider-Man twos. Actually, you know what? Put your top three. Yeah, I was gonna say put. I don't need to see Spider-Man two, or three. two. Just a list of Spider-Man two. Because Spider-Man two is actually not my top one, but is X-Men? It's X-Men: Days of Future Past. It's Wolverine Origins. <coughs> Up until he gets the claws, yes. Uh, okay. Once gotcha. he gets the claws, the movie goes downhill fast. Oh, you didn't like Deadpool. 
No. The mark with no mouth, you mean? <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> no. I liked Deadpool's claw. Wow. <laughs> Deadpool would be another solid answer, though. True. I Logan. Guess. There's, honestly, there's some solid movies some outside solid movies. of the MCU. But we're reaching the 50-minute mark, so we're going to wrap this episode up here. Yes. Yes. But yes, sir. Yes, sir. But until then, guys, thanks for listening. Again, let us know if we should continue our little uh, Avengers team for different animes or D&D. And, and tell us whatever. why we're wrong. And tell us why your characters are better than ours. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. Bye. TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to join the island by dropping a follow. Thank you. Thank and you. see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.